to the New Mamas Podcast, a just chatting episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. If you're new here, just chatting are my solo episodes where it's just you and me, and we're hanging out like we are old mom friends. Well, not old as in like geriatric, but old as in like, you know, we've, we have history, you and me. We've been friends for a while because I'm going to tell you all of the good stuff. So in this episode, I will be recapping the last seven weeks postpartum. So as of recording today, Evie is seven weeks and will be eight weeks in just a few days. I've been going off of Mondays since she was born on a Monday night at 10.01 p.m. I kind of like have been using that as a as a marker of how many weeks she is. I don't know like what the official is. Like, do you go off of the day or do you go off of like the number? You know what I mean? Because they're like a little bit different. I've been wanting to record this podcast episode for a while now, but I don't know. Just like, honestly, time has gone by. Like eight weeks sounds like a long time, but it like I blinked and it's been eight weeks. Um, I'm on maternity leave from my job. I have 17.5 weeks, which is like four-ish months. Although I feel like the math doesn't math because I go back to work officially like mid-April and it will have been about like five months. So I don't know. I think I have to check with HR on that. But I know that April, mid-April is like my official like day, week, whatever back. So I mean, I'm not, I'm not like not going back to work when I'm not supposed to. Maybe I just got my numbers wrong. But Anyway, I'm really happy I have that long on of of maternity leave because my first time around with Archie, I only had six weeks. So I've had the experience of having basically no maternity leave. So this has truly been a treat. And I really struggled a lot at first, like not being at work. It was really hard to adjust to my life full time taking care of a newborn. I don't know if anyone else has had that experience. Like, I love working and I love my job and I love my team. So it was honestly hard to be away. Like, I asked my boss if I could stagger my maternity leave. So come back sooner to work and then use the rest of my time at another point in the year, which I would have really liked to. But unfortunately, my company's maternity policy doesn't allow for that. Interestingly enough, though, the paternity policy, like they get a month off. And they can stagger it if they want to. So I found that to be like really interesting that paternity is more flexible and maternity is not. Seems a little counterintuitive, but whatever. Now that I'm almost eight weeks in, I've sort of adjusted to my new life. So let me set the scene. I am sitting in my office, which is a complete disaster. My office has kind of become a catch-all room You know, we all have one of those rooms in our houses where we just like, uh, I don't know where this goes. Put it in my office because my office hasn't really been used because I'm not working. Uh, I do want to set my computer back up here with all my podcast stuff up here. It was kind of like mobile for a while because I was doing a lot of stuff downstairs. But now that Evie is like on a bit more of a schedule and I feel like she's sleeping longer stretches, I can put her for a nap upstairs and then like go into my office and actually sit on the computer instead of like bringing my laptop downstairs, using it on the nursing chair or at the kitchen table or like stand this morning. I was using it standing up in the kitchen while I was eating because I was just trying to scarf something down and do some emails while she was napping. But now I feel like she's a bit more stable. So 
I can't wait to turn my office back into an office and not a catch-all room. I'm in my pajamas still, and it's 4.31 p.m. I mean, is that more, like, of a mom move or not? Like, I feel like that's, like, a maternity mom move is, like, I'm in my pajamas all day, which is really unlike me. I'm the type of person that I really like getting up in the morning. I get ready, wash my face, put on deodorant, like, shower. Sometimes I shower, sometimes I don't. I shower twice a day, usually. Sometimes, so, like, at minimum, I'll shower once a day. I'm a psycho. I need to shower. Showering makes me feel, like, I get like not hangry but like shower angry like if i feel like nasty and dirty like from the day i get angry (laughs) it's so weird but anyway i like to get ready in the morning i put on like real clothes i usually put on some makeup which is i have like it down to three minutes i recorded it the other day and i have a three minute makeup routine it's literally foundation bronzer a little bit of like i brush up my eyebrows a little bit i'll slap on like a quick lined eyeliner and then um, that's it. Like maybe a little bright eyeshadow, like in the corners of my eyes. And that's it. Three minutes down. And I feel like I feel like when I like look in the mirror and I look put together, I feel put together. I don't know. But that's just me. I really like feeling put together and dressed. So today has been definitely an anomaly. It is a snow day. So I kept Archie home from school. He had early dismissal. And so did my husband, like my husband's a teacher. So they both had early dismissal. But instead of like in the morning, you know, doing the whole morning thing with a newborn, like getting her in the car seat, making him lunch, feeding him breakfast, getting them both dressed, blah, blah, blah. Like instead of doing that, I was like, I'll just keep him home, which was easier in one way because I didn't have to do the whole morning routine, but then harder in another way because I also had to entertain a three and a half year old and a newborn, take care of a newborn at the same time. So, which I'm getting better at, and he's getting better at independent play, which he's just like kind of had to. I've had a few moments where I was feeling really frustrated, but for the most part today, I was able to solo parent without getting like really crazy. Like, not that I get crazy, but you know, when you like start to like tweak out because you're like so irritated. Ooh, and maybe I'm like kind of jumping around a little bit, but I will talk a little bit more about that. A little bit later. Okay, so let's start with the first few weeks postpartum. So the first few weeks felt like survival mode. My mom stayed with us for the first six weeks. She so I gave birth on Monday, November twenty seventh. They arrived literally November twenty sixth. I went into early labor, not planned. Like, luckily, thank goodness. I don't know. The stars aligned, God, the universe, whatever you believe in, like they arrived at the right moment because literally the day after I gave birth and then she just left right after my birthday. So January 7th or 8th, she and my dad went home to Florida. My dad was up here too and he was so helpful, like doing little house projects around the house, but he works up here. So he has his own business and he has clients in the North like New England area. So he was driving all around like Connecticut, Massachusetts. He had to fly out to San Francisco to see some clients. So he's he was popping in and out. But my mom was like my steady workhorse here, like just being so helpful and like having another pair of hands. Like I was able to sort of live a normal life after giving birth. I know that sounds crazy, but for example, like she would be able to watch 
Evie while I had to run errands, like if I had to return something to Amazon or even just dropping Archie off in the morning. I know you're actually not supposed to drive. I didn't know this, but you're not supposed to drive after you give birth. Did you know that? I think it's because of like blood loss and stuff. But I and obviously if you have a C-section, you like can't drive because of your incision and it's just so painful. But I had a natural birth and it was just I was fine. I actually feel like I had like an endorphin high. Like I was weirdly like super energetic after. But what astonished me was how many hands it took to run the household smoothly and take care of a newborn. Like I remember like thinking because so we like kind of had like a whole like, you know, it felt like a little army. Like my mom was there. I had my postpartum doula. I had John. I mean, John wasn't home. He was working because he doesn't get he didn't get any time off. I think I think he could have applied and gotten FMLA, the Family Medical Leave Act, where he could have had three weeks or sorry, three months. I don't know what it is for dads, but they could qualify for some time off. But it was unpaid. And just truthfully, life is so expensive right now. We just financially can't afford one person to not be working. Like we both have to work to be able to afford our life. So yeah, we, so he stayed at work. Um, so he was in and out, but it was just insane to me that I was like, wow, it takes so many people when you have a little newborn because I guess they're taking care like yes you are taking care of a baby but you're also taking care of mom so like people were taking care of me too like my mom was making sure that I ate and my mom like my postpartum doula she also cooked she made some like really delicious meals like they would switch off and on to make sure that I could sleep so one of the things that we did that was super helpful was at night we kind of split the night up into shifts So, for example, there was like a 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. shift. And if I was able to like go up and go to sleep for that amount of time, I was good from 1 a.m. all through until the morning. And then in the morning, like my mom would come down. So I actually slept. I told myself I was not going to do this. But somehow I just I ended up sleeping downstairs on the couch with Evie in the little bassinet. We have the four moms bassinet downstairs if you've seen it i think it's like a snoo knockoff i don't know i i get the hype but i don't get the hype at the same time like i don't use any of those settings like the four moms settings that you can it like rocks the baby it like moves it but i don't know i just i like the white noise and i like the stability and the look of it but other than that i like don't understand the hype my friend jenica and i like actually split the cost of the four moms bassinet anyway I was sleeping downstairs on the couch from 1 a.m. to like 5 or 6. And then my mom would come downstairs and she would like relieve me. So she would take care of Evie and then I would go back to sleep for a few hours. This didn't last too long. Like I didn't I wasn't able to sleep too long in the morning because I had to take Archie to school. So when it was time for him to go to school, I kind of had to get up and like do the morning routines. And then my mom focused on Evie. Let me tell you, if I didn't have that extra pair of hands, those first few weeks would have been miserable. And I like sending all the moms love that like did not have an extra pair of hands and they had to do it with a toddler. Like it's just it levels up. (laughs) I feel like it's just like becomes it's not that it's harder, 
because I wouldn't say it's like harder. I would say it just takes a little bit more. Like I keep calling it mental gymnastics because your mind has to almost be in two places at once. It's like, okay, where did I leave off on my newborn and what does my toddler need? So the mornings, for example, now that it's just me, my mom left, I have to be like, okay, feed Evie, change Evie, put her down, wake Archie up, get him dressed, make sure he goes pee, make him breakfast. Oh, Evie's awake again, diaper change. Put her in the bouncer while I make lunch, while well, I mean, Archie's lunch, and I make him breakfast. Oh, she needs to eat. So while he's eating, I feed her. And oh, don't forget to warm up the car. Get the car seat ready. Oh, do we have shoes? Do we have everything we need for school? Oh, Evie needs to change a diaper again. I better change her before we go on a car ride because if not, uh, she'll be miserable and scream the whole time. And I don't want that. So that's what I mean by like, it's not harder. It just takes a bit more like mental work because my mind is definitely like mush. And I feel like I've been consuming so much coffee because I'm like, I am so mentally exhausted just like thinking of all the things like I need to do. But anyway, when my mom was here, like it was just so nice because so, for example, I would cook. She would take care of Evie. I would run an errand or I would nurse and my mom would do laundry and she would clean and I felt bad my, that my mom was here like doing all these things because she really was like a huge help. And I feel like she worked from day to night. So it really was great that I had my postpartum doula here at the same time because there was a time where I was like, well, if I have my mom here, do I really need my postpartum doula to come? And the answer was yes, because my mom needs relief, too. So my postpartum doula was doing night shifts while my mom was here. So she would come for that 9 to 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. shift. Um, and that was just so helpful because then my mom went to sleep. So she was refreshed the next morning. Um, we all slept. And then it's like, OK, the next day is let's get back to it. It just really felt like we were kind of living day by day. And I like I don't know. It's just because every day there was just so much to do. But I am so grateful that my mom did that for us. Like. She really didn't have to, you know, she really could have just been like stayed two weeks and been like, all right, peace out. Good luck going back to my life. But she really like put in the work. And I hope that one day I can pay it forward when Archie and Evie have kids. And I really hope like I it really would bring so much joy to be able to go like to their houses. Like hopefully Archie's partner is like cool with me like going there i'm gonna be the best mother-in-law ever okay that is my my goal is to not be like a crazy mother-in-law but i hope that i yeah i just hope that i'm able to help and do the same thing for them i know that my mom's mom my grandma did that for my mom when i was born and i think she was kind of like paying it forward so i hope maybe i can kind of continue this little tradition of just helping out the next generation when they have kids like my mom was so good so respectful like so sweet just such a huge help I know that my house is chaotic I have like three dogs on top of everything <laughs> so there's always like some kind of crazy stuff going on um so I'm just really I'm really grateful a question I get asked a lot is how is Archie adjusting to being a big brother I know a lot of parents of toddlers are like you know, who are on the fence on having their second kid or like, do they try now or they want to or maybe they're pregnant? I know a lot of people are curious about this. So I will I will preface this with I am 
really surprised at how well it is going. And I'm sorry for anyone who's had the experience of like it not going well. I feel like we're really lucky. Um, so Archie has adjusted really well. They are three and a half years apart. So Archie was three and a half, like to a T when Evie was born, which means that Archie is potty trained. He's more communicative. We understand each other for the most part. Sometimes I forget how young he is because I feel like he is pretty mature for his age and has like really great vocabulary and great communication skills. So sometimes I feel like I'm treating him a little bit older than I really should because he's really not that old. Like he's three and a half. But anyway, he's adjusted really well. I think a few things that we did that really helped ease the transition was that Archie, Archie, John woke up with him. So I sent John home the day I gave the night I gave birth, which I made an Instagram video about and it went viral. It has 10.4 million views on it. Um, And the caption was like sending my husband home so I could bond with our daughter. And people literally thought I was kicking him out of the hospital and he was crying outside the door and I wouldn't let him in. Like, this is what people thought. This is not what happened. And like people, the reason why it has 10.4 million views is because people like freaking hated it. And I got so many hate comments that I had to turn off the comments and I had to post like a response video being like, hey, everybody, like this is my second child. That's why my husband didn't stay. Like I didn't keep him from bonding with her. Like, because that's what people thought. People thought I was like an evil wife that like didn't let him bond with his daughter and just kicked him out and sent him home. But that was not what went down. So I sent John home because I was fine. Like I had an epidural, but the epidural didn't Like it didn't work because I didn't need like I literally had the push the second the anesthesiologist was done. So I was good. Like I gave birth and then literally I was up and walking. I felt great. I had an adrenaline high. This was my second child. I knew what I was doing. I was excited. And guess what? The hospital beds are awful and so uncomfortable. So and we had baby baby Archie. We We had Archie at home. Like I didn't I don't know. It's a big adjustment for him. Like we care about him so much. It meant more to me that Archie would wake up with his dad and then be able to come to the hospital early the next morning to meet his baby sister than like having John sleep in an uncomfortable hospital bed where honestly it'd be a little useless anyway because I'm feeding her like I'm breastfeeding her like getting that colostrum going. They're coming. The nurses are coming in and out. They're doing like endless testing. They're checking me, make sure I'm not bleeding enough too much. Like, it's just, it wasn't, it didn't make any sense for him to stay. Yes, my first child, of course, it made sense for John to stay because we didn't know what we were doing. But also you have the nurse nursing team there. I don't know why people like, I think the people that freaked out were like people who didn't have kids and then people who like were pregnant and about to have their first kid. And then people who like just had their first kid because mostly the moms with multiples commented that they did the same thing they sent their husband home so they could be with the older kids because they got it like i had it so anyway yeah this i don't know how we got into this topic oh how archie was doing i don't know how archie has been adjusting that was that was the subject but yeah this video i mean check it out it's on my instagram it was just it's sad that like when you turn off the com oops did you hear that that was loud i just kicked something um It's sad that like when you turn off the comments on a post that you can't see the comments because they are wild. Like I got ones that said I would divorce her TBH 
And then some other guy wrote, she's a five out of 10, bro. Our, she, it was like something like, she's a five out of 10. Our boy deserves better. And it's funny because I showed John all the comments and I was telling, talking to him about this post. And he's like, I don't know why people are jumping to my defense. And it's just, I think it just boils down to how people treat women on the internet slash how they treat moms, which I feel like we almost become like a lower class. Like we don't deserve empathy and love or benefit of the doubt. All of a sudden the mom is like the bad guy or the bad person, you know? But anyway, so Archie has been doing really great. Oh yeah, that's why. So he came, so <laughs> I now I know where we were. Uh, so John woke up with Archie the night after I gave birth and in the morning he brought him to the hospital to meet Evie and what helped was I read that like you shouldn't be holding your new baby when your toddler comes to meet them something about like I don't know it's psychological but so I made sure not to be holding her she was in the clear bassinet and I was able to like the first thing I did was to like say hi to him and get all excited that he was there give him a huge hug and then when he met Evie, we also had like a stockpile of little gifts for him that we said was from Evie. So I don't know, I guess gifts are Archie's love language. And I like knowing that we just made sure to like double down on like the gifts. So yeah, I think that really helped. The other thing I also think kind of helps, and I don't know if this is true or not, but I think the fact that she's a girl, I have a feeling that that helps in some strange way. Like he doesn't seem to feel jealous of her like he's always just giving her little kisses and saying that she's really cute like kind of like she's like a little doll or a dog <laughs> i wonder if like it was a little brother if maybe he would feel competition and jealousy i don't know those are just my theories i don't know that for sure but i kind of have a feeling that is part of it and I guess like what's been hard for me is like I sort of I sort I missed Archie a lot because in these last few weeks, because even though he's here and I give him I, I've been making like it a point to spend quality time with him. Like I will do activities just with him. I've gone to the store just with him. Like we've had like special moments between us, but I I think I'm still like mourning my old routine with him. Like it was just him and I. So I like, for example, the bedtime routine, like we would read, we do, we take a shower together. I know maybe, I mean, I don't, at what age are you supposed to stop showering with your child? <laughs> Just curious. I don't know. Is there an age? I mean, he's three and a half. I think he's still too young, but I don't know. That's like a good question. But anyway, we shower together and then we get ready for bed. We read books and then he falls asleep while I read and then I go to bed with him and I know that, like, I still do that. Like, you know, when someone's watching Evie, like, I will still do that routine with him. Or, like, if I'm solo parenting, I will nurse her while reading a book and while doing the whole routine. So we still kind of get it. But, you know, it's just different. Like, life has just definitely changed with another person in the mix. But I will say he's also like loved it when we like lay her down. So I've like had times where I like lay her down on a pillow next to him while we're reading books and he like snuggles into her and he just loves it so much. So I can't wait until she can interact with him and smile and laugh. I think when he has like a captive audience, someone that can just laugh at all his goofiness, he's going to be like 
the happiest kid ever because he's like a little comedian. He loves to just act crazy and make people laugh, which makes me um, drives me crazy. <laughs> like, it's funny the first time. But then, like, I'm like, I'm going to lose it. Um, oh, yes. Which brings me to my next topic is postpartum mental health. <laughs> I don't know why I just did that. But postpartum mental health, it's a big topic. So I'm on medication and I lined up a ton of support. So and I also had a great birth experience. So my mental health has been really great. I've had some intrusive thoughts pop in, like one of them was just an intense fear of people dropping Evie in the kitchen on our hard tile floor. And like I had visuals of like her skull smashing and then like, ugh, just like, honestly, like awful, awful images of that. I don't know why that was like my intrusive thought of choice of not not choice because you don't really get to choose. But like that was my intrusive thought. I don't know why that happened, but that was like the one one that like was crazy. But otherwise, I'm thankful I haven't had postpartum anxiety this time around and I'm able to relax letting Others take care of her. Like, because I said, we, I had my mom, I have my postpartum doula. There's a lot of trust in that, right? And then, like, tomorrow, tomorrow I'm going out for a movie with my friend and I'm leaving Evie and Archie and I feel fine. And that is like such a huge difference than the first time. The first time I couldn't leave Archie with anyone, like, not even John. I would just feel such anxiety when I was out and I would need updates and I'd be like calling and be making sure everything was okay. Like, I just truly couldn't relax when I was away from Archie the first time. And this time, I'm actually able to, like, chill out and relax. And I just have trust that everything's going fine at home. But the one thing I actually have been struggling with is postpartum rage. Now, I don't know if this is, like, postpartum rage rage or if this is just rage or if I'm just, like, hormonal. I have noticed a difference between... The first few weeks postpartum in my moods and like now and I think my postpartum doula said something about my hormones dropping or changing at the seven to eight week mark so that could definitely be part of it but I definitely like I feel like my dogs my dogs were a big trigger the first time postpartum and they are a big trigger this time postpartum like when they bark or if someone brings in a dead mouse or like, I don't know, they're just they're feral and there's three of them. So there's a lot of them. So I just feel right. Like I had one I had one day that was really bad and I like texted angry, texted John and I was like, you know, when they die, it will be the happiest day of my life. Sometimes I just want to give them rat poison or open the fence and let them go. Like I said some horrible stuff. I'm a huge animal lover. Like, I literally have a shirt that says, murder your local animal abuser, which I know sounds really intense, but like, I am very against animal abuse. I mean, who isn't, right? No one's for animal abuse, but like, would have considered myself like an animal activist, like before having kids, like I was very into like, we're still into rescue. Like, we have a rescue farm. Like, guys, I'm an animal lover. So me saying I want to give my dogs rat poison and I hope they die, like, that is very out of character for me. And it's hard to say out loud because I know someone listening is like, oh, how could you? They're just innocent dogs. But it's like, when you have that postpartum rage, it's just, they, it just 
it's like, like literally it's like scary how i just snap like it's like i hate like hate my dogs not right this minute i don't but when that rate when i'm triggered and the, the rage kicks in i just like i hate like it's just crazy so that sucks <laughs> but i know it will get better because it got better the first time so i know that when i'm having so actually john like texted back that day and he's like hey remember when you gave me permission to tell you if you were acting crazy um well you're acting crazy so <laughs> I, I like told him i was like if i'm ever like acting weird or strange like you need to bring that to my attention somehow or bring that to someone else's attention because like because i have this history of like mental health disorders so that's why it was it, it was good that john was like you're being really crazy even though it made me angry when he told me that it was just good because it brought me back to like reality um noises too many noises are also a trigger for me like i will get like I'll get like really like wide eyed and like tweaked out. Like, for example, if the TV is on and Archie is running and screaming, he's three and a half. And I've heard the term four NATO. Have you heard that? Like he's turning four, like four NATO. And I totally am seeing it because he's like definitely has an increase in energy. So if he's running and screaming, TV is on, the dogs are barking and the baby is crying. I find myself just internally combusting. I don't know if anyone else here has had that experience, but definitely I found that noises this time around have become a trigger like nothing else. Like the sound of silence is so beautiful to my ears. It's so weird. Like when there's I'll drive in the car and I usually listen to a podcast or listen to music in the car. But lately I've just been driving in silence and I find it so delightful so that's like really different is like the noises this time around has been a, a huge trigger so everyone already knows in the house like like archie will say can i watch some tv i will put on calm tv and i'll put it quietly so i feel a little bad that like he knows that it bothers me so much that he like internalizes that i hope i'm not like screwing him up for life or giving him <laughs> you know what i mean i hope he's not like in therapy in 20 years talking about how he couldn't watch tv on full volume because his mom would flip out i think it's just because it's like postpartum you know like i've just got these postpartum hormones i'm just easily triggered by certain things and i guess if it's like if it's noises and the dogs oh yeah and clutter i mean clutter will make me feel clutter has always made me feel like anxious but definitely more so now i've i've needed I've needed to have spaces clean and clear, which is hard because I have a small, we live in a small farmhouse and it's just, we have a lot of stuff. We have a lot of hobbies. So it's like the combination of a small house where I work from home in, and then John and I both have a ton of hobbies and things we like to do. And we also encourage art. So Archie has like a ton of art supplies we just have a lot of stuff in a small house and it's not good for my poor little brain. So yeah, that's, that's that. But so far, so good. Seven weeks in, I'll keep you all updated on how my mental health is going. But again, like I said, I don't, I'm not experiencing feelings of postpartum anxiety or postpartum depression because I, I really think the medication helps that I'm on. I went on medication when, when Archie was about like 18-ish months, 19 months, something like that. 
and I haven't gone off of it. I took it all throughout my pregnancy. I am taking it postpartum while breastfeeding. It's been cleared by my doctor and it's been the best thing ever. I, it, it minimizes my stress response, which is like funny that I'm saying that since I just told you that I'm like, I get so triggered by noises and my dogs. But imagine, imagine if I didn't have that. Like, I feel like I would be so much more triggered and upset and everything would feel way more overwhelming than it than it is right now. Because right now I'm actually like, I'm doing pretty good. And I'm like, I also have a much better support system in terms of like friendship this time around. So in the last three and a half years, because when I had Archie, we had just moved to New Jersey. I had no friends and I was still like, you know, trying to meet people. It was COVID. So it was just different. Now, three and a half years later, I have a ton of local mom friends. I am part of so many Facebook groups, like Facebook groups. I'm part of like so many like mom groups and I've just found my people and having people to text when I'm having like a moment has been so helpful. Like I'm in a, I'm in a group chat with like two of my girlfriends and the other day, what did I, what did I vent about? I vented about something, but everybody was like, yes, girl. Yes. Oh, you know what it was? I vented about, and I'm sorry, John, to out you, but he just not going to listen to this anyway. But I was upset because when John does laundry, he puts the towels in with the rest of the clothes and then the clothes don't dry correctly. And then things smell or they're damp when they come out. Like, please don't mix. Please don't mix the laundry. Like, what are you? Why? Why? Why can't you just separate it before it goes into the wash? So, yeah, I said that. And I, it's funny because when you have these issues, you feel like you're the only one. And then I did. And then my friend texted back like immediately. She's like, oh, yeah. When her what she like when my husband does that, it drives me crazy. I don't know why he does that. And I was like, OK, it's not just my husband. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm thankful that he even does laundry. But like, you know what I mean? It just like was one of those things that I I I'd, I'd reminded him and I asked him, like, please don't mix the laundry. Please don't mix the towels with the clothes. And he did like on repeat. And then so I like texted him like gentle. I was like, I called it like gentle wifing instead of gentle parenting. I was like what can I do to help you remember to not put the towels in with the rest of the clothes? And I sent a screenshot and I sent it to my friends and they were like, LOL. Yeah, us too, girl. So that it's, it's just good to have people to like make you feel like you're not alone. Like that can like literally. And then when I saw that text from my friend where like she had the same experience, it was like a weight was lifted off of my heart. Like I was like, oh, okay. I'm not the only one, even though I know it sounds like something really small, but it becomes it feels like something really big when you're overwhelmed. So, yeah, there's that. I've had a really good support system, lots of great friends. So things things are just really different. Um, Having a postpartum doula has been really, really nice. My postpartum doula, her name is Katie. She's her company is called Life in Bloom Wellness. So if you're in the central New Jersey area, definitely give her a shout like she's been really great and helpful and communicative and easygoing and nice and just it's been so great to have her like the other day I actually wanted to record this episode on Wednesday and I did not because I slept for four hours so during the day she'll do five hour shifts and then at night she'll do four hour shifts and that has been really great. So yeah, the other day I napped for four hours and then I took a really nice 
long hot shower by myself without like nervously glancing at a baby monitor or having a baby in a bassinet like screaming because I'll do that I told you guys I'm crazy about my showers so I'll like I'll have Evie in her bassinet in the shower not in the shower but in the bathroom with me if I like can't deal and I like need a shower but yeah Katie's been phenomenal I wish that I I mean I wish it wasn't COVID the first time I did it but I wish I had a postpartum doula the first time it would have just it it would have changed everything Oh, hello. I have a little visitor. Archie, do you want to say hi? Hi. Archie, thank you for coming upstairs and visiting me. What are you guys doing downstairs? Hi. Are you playing Play-Doh? Hi. Are you playing puzzles? Hi. Are you drawing? Hi. Hi. <laughs> well, thank you so much for visiting, Mr. Archie. Um, I'm going to continue my podcast episode now. You can stay up here with me if you want. If you want, you can play on the floor or you can grab some toys out of your room and bring them over. All right. All right. Nice. He agreed to it, guys. Cool. Um, so, okay. Postpartum doula, Katie. Awesome. Check. So things I've been loving postpartum for the newborn stage. I want to share this with anyone who is going to have their second baby or their first baby, but you know what I mean? Um, or having a baby in general. This, These are things that I like as a second time mom. I'm so glad I invested in. So first of all, 10 out of 10, the Willow breast pump. It's a hands-free breast pump. There's the Willow. There's the LV. I chose the Willow because I heard that it has less pump parts and that it was easy to clean and easy to break down and put together. I am the type of person I get really overwhelmed if there's like too many things and too many parts and I'll end up like not doing it. So for me, that was really important. And it is true. The Willow breast pump does not have too many parts. It's easy to break down and sanitize and put back together. It is truly portable. And I also haven't noticed any supply issues. I also haven't noticed that like it leaks. So I think in previous versions, it had like a leaking issue. But the one I bought, like maybe they fixed it because the one I bought like doesn't leak. And I'm like doing all sorts of things. I feel like if you're a second time mom, especially, and you have a toddler or another child that you're taking care of, having a hands-free, truly portable breast pump is everything. Because I found that if it's not convenient, you'll do it less, or at least I'll do it less. Because I had the Spectra, like my friend let me borrow the Spectra, actually my doula, my birth doula, who is now my friend, let me borrow the Spectra. Is it the Spectra? The Spectrum. Anyway, the Spectra, the blue one. And that one was actually phenomenal. And I'm really glad that I used that one first because I got like the hang of pumping with that one. And it was just such good quality. Like I was making lots of good milk. But then I wanted something that was even more portable and didn't have like the wires because the wires kept getting tangled. And I have like dog gates. So I'm like walking around doing things and trying to get stuff ready in the morning and I found that it just like sort of incapacitated me when I like really needed that time and you know if you're pumping especially as a second time mom and you you have tons of things you need to do uh you know I can't I don't really have 20 minutes 20 to 30 minutes to just sit there and make milk like I need to be using those 20 to 30 minutes to be doing other stuff so willow breast pump love it game changer easy Yes. I'm going to go get some Play-Doh. Okay. You can go get some Play-Doh. Okay. Cool. Nice. He's entertained. I hear him running up and down. Okay. Cool. 
Um, I probably don't have a lot of time left, so I'm going to try and speed this up. So, bassinet on wheels. Okay, listen, this isn't the most high-quality bassinet out there, but I got it on Amazon, and it's just been great because it's been easy to drag. I keep it on the second floor. Easy to drag into the bathroom with me if I need to take a shower. If she's awake, it's easy to wheel from bedroom to bedroom because I'm sleeping in another bedroom than like Archie and John are. Um, and it's easy to drag to my bedside. You know, I sleep when I, I sleep in a twin bed in the nursery and I drag the bassinet like close to me. So that way in, in the middle of the night, I can, I can like lay down and feed her. Laying down to feed at night, again, another game changer. And I usually have my Kindle. So I'm like reading on my Kindle while I'm nighttime feeding her so I don't fall asleep. But anyway, so bassinet on wheels, best thing ever. Having nursing chairs, two of them, having multiple, <laughs> having nursing chairs in the living room and in the nursery. So I got the one in my living room cheap on Facebook Marketplace and then another one off of Amazon for like $200 and that one's in the nursery. Having multiple places to nurse has also become... Hold, whoa, whoa. Okay, hold on. Archie needs me to open some Play-Doh. I mean, am I thrilled about him playing Play-Doh here in my nice, clean office? No, but you know, it is what it is. I want to finish this podcast episode. So sometimes mom got a mom, you know? Okay, so bassinet on wheels. Love it. Having nursing chairs in multiple rooms. Love it. The baby Bjorn bouncer. So my friend, Jenica, let me shout out to Jenica. Love you, love you. She let me borrow. Actually, she does not. One of my closest friends does not listen to my podcast. She is just not a podcast gal, um, but definitely one of my best friends. So super funny. But anyway, she let me borrow my baby of uh, my baby. She let me borrow her baby Bjorn bouncer. I had another bouncer in my previous like when Archie was little that just was not good quality. I feel like a bouncer is one of those things you like don't want to cheap out on. Because it's kind of scary. Like, you really want the mechanics to work. Like, you don't want it to, like, fall or, like, fall apart with your baby in it. So, anyway, the baby Bjorn Bouncer, I can see why people pay what they do for it. I put Evie in it a lot. So, for example, if I'm playing with Archie, like, we're sitting down at his craft table and we're doing crafts or coloring or uh, playing Play-Doh, for example, um, I'll put her in it and she can watch us play and she's... She's loved that. So, uh, yeah, Baby Bjorn Bouncer, I, I love it. And then I had, like, I, I did bullet points for these, and then I have an empty bullet point that I'm sure I was in the middle of, like, typing and then got sidetracked, so I'm going to skip that one. I wanted to talk about shows that I've loved, like, or loved, shows that I've watched that I've enjoyed binging during feedings, okay? So these are some of my shows that I watched that I really liked. So the summer I turned pretty on Amazon Prime. My friends have been trying to get me to watch this for, I don't know, the last like year or two. Time has gone by really fast, but they love it. And they always talk about it when we're together. And I've like refused, refused, refused. And then finally, I was like, you know what? I need something light and cute and fun. So let me try the summer I turned pretty. And I loved it. I got so, um, I got so like, invested in it so that was really good there's two seasons um there's oh lessons in chemistry my friend ben recommended that to me i loved lessons in chemistry on apple tv check that out it's also based on a book 
if you're into like feminism and what life was like in the 40s 50s it's about like women and like women in stem or basically one woman chemist and just basically her journey and she talks about like she becomes a mom she's like a single mom she it's like a lot it's hard to explain but if you're into any of that like women in stem feminism like kind of vintage vibes like what life was like in the 40s and 50s like it's really interesting i loved it high school musical the series on disney plus we're all in this together okay i like love high school musical i don't i didn't grow up on it because i was like a little too old for it but my sister now john is texting me john's like I have to leave soon if I'm going to meet this person at six because John's selling um, an amp that is a guitar musical thing. Um, so <laughs> one second, let me just pause this and text him back. Okay, I texted him back that I'm almost done. Guys, just absolute chaos erupting around me. Although Archie's being really quiet and awesome. So um, although the, the, the Play-Doh I see is MIA, I do not know where that Play-Doh ended up. So I'm a little worried. Okay, let's finish this. High School Musical, the series, Disney Plus. So origin it's based off of the original High School Musical. It's with Olivia Rodrigo, who is big now. You know, she wrote Driver's License. Hold on, I'll see it in a second, okay? Let me let, I'm just gonna finish podcasting. Everyone wants your attention when you're a mom. Um, okay. So loved it. It's with Olivia Rodrigo. She uh Driver's License, right? Or that song Vampire. Oh, love it. Love her. Um, okay, The Bear on Hulu. So my friend, another great recommendation from my friend Ben. Um, the Bear is about a restaurant in Chicago. I love it because there's no sex or violence. I know that sounds really prude of me, but sometimes you just want to show that's just a story that's like it's intense. It has great scripting, great acting, great cinematography, and doesn't rely on like sex and violence to tell the story. I just feel like sometimes sex and violence is like really cheap it's like a cheap way to get like views and people interested instead of like relying on good story writing and good music good everything you know good acting i'm talking really fast because i really need to finish this episode but i want to keep broadcasting okay the other movie or show fleischman is in trouble on hulu i'm what currently watching that another recommendation from my friend ben i love it um, and then I'm super excited that The Bachelor is starting up again. I'm a huge Bachelor franchise fanatic. I love my like reality shows about love because I just love love. And then my friend also sent me a thing on Love is Blind season six. I'm a huge fan. If you guys know, I've done like Love is Blind recaps before on this show. So I like can't wait for that. And then I'm currently rereading the Court of Thorns and Roses series in preparation for the new book that's coming out on january 30th so if you are a court of thorns and roses fan an sj mass sarah j mass fan please hit me up because i'm your hardcore fantasy girly here and i like love friends that are also into those books so i'm rereading that series in preparation and i think that that's all i have in my like little outline I'm sure I have so much more to talk about when it comes to like postpartum in the last seven weeks. But, you know, with all things considered and all of the chaos that's erupting around me, I think that's all I have for today. But thank you for listening, everybody. Um, Really appreciate your support. Appreciate you being here and being flexible with me uh, for these weeks postpartum. I know I've like had a couple weeks where I like missed an upload. So I appreciate everyone's like grace, love and love like throughout this time 
Um, I'll be like recording regular interview episodes again soon. So I'm going to be opening up to interviews. So if you have a story that you want to share about the fourth trimester, about your postpartum experience, about your motherhood experience, like definitely like write in, like send me an email. I can't guarantee that I'll be able to get everyone a spot on the show. So it is kind of like first come first serve basis just because I don't have like obviously a ton of ton of time um to be able to record everyone but definitely write in love you all so much have a great rest of your day and i'll catch you next week for the next episode bye thanks for joining us this week on the new mamas podcast this podcast was created to help first-time moms everywhere navigate this new stage of life and talk about the honest and the raw moments in motherhood I'm your host, Lena Forrestal. I'm a working mom by day and a blogger, photographer, and podcaster by mid-afternoon. And as a first-time mom myself, I'm on this journey with you. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. And if you did, be sure to subscribe and leave a review on your favorite listening platform. You can donate to the show at buymeacoffee.com slash newmamaspodcast. Stay in touch by following us on Instagram at newmamaspodcast and Lena Forrestal. Thanks again and stay tuned next week for the next episode. Bye.